right. Here we go. 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 Back with another episode. You already know what the first topic of this episode is going to be. LaMelo Ball and DeJounte Murray are All-Stars. Congratulations, yes, sir. Congratulations, fellas. Congratulations. Um, how do you feel? Commissioner had to come in and make sure things got right. <laughs> that, he, he, he made the right decision. He made the right decision. Or, or did he? Or did he? We, we can break no, that I, down. No, I think he made the right decision. Okay. <laughs> Both sides? Even, Both sides? Definitely for LaMelo. I love, you know, Mary, but... That's not, I mean, it's not, even, yeah, he's, he's been, he's been great this year. Argument could be made for Brandon Ingram, of course, but Mary, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. But I'm, I'm for happy. Sure. I'm, uh, LaMelo yeah, for sure. <laughs> LaMelo for sure. I, I still have trauma when we talk about LaMelo Ball because for years, I just remember like watching him like when he was 16 years old, I was like, he's a pro. Yeah, I was like, he's, he's going to the league. Like real ones knew that. He was going to the league and just to see everything that happened with LeVar Ball's situation, him taking out of school, going overseas and this and that. And like, it was, I'm still old enough to remember casuals saying that LaMelo Ball was just an IG hooper. And now look at him. In his second season, he's an NBA All-Star. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is crazy. Life and is crazy. Qu- and it happened quickly too, right? Quick. I, I think, you know, people really knew or, you know, people with some sort of intelligence knew that he was going to be an All-Star eventually. But second season, like I, I was, uh, I was at the roster for like the rookie sophomore games or whatever, and it hit me like, yo, Lamelo and Anthony Edwards, like they're yeah. second year, like you, you might have forgot, like you know, oh shit, yeah, they've been in the league for like you know maybe four or five years. No, second year, they're sophomores. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> and so it's kind of crazy no. thing, like yeah, All Star season is here. Yeah, I, no slump. It'll be nice to see both of them in All Star game though. Not, yeah, true. Not gonna lie to you. True, you true. Know, but no, no sophomore slump on this side. For the Miller Ball, like he's special. I mean, like the Hornets look like they can probably compete to be in a play-in situation or possibly just make the playoffs all right. Who knows what's going to happen with the rest of the season? But like I said, I have so much trauma with the Miller Ball because it's just like, like I said, people was calling him IG Hooper. People were saying he shouldn't have been, you know, the Warriors did the right thing by not drafting him. All these conversations I remember. I'm still old enough to remember because it was only like two, three years ago. Like, and it was crazy. Like, I just remember like before he got on NBA draft board's radar it was kind of like should he even be drafted like that was the conversation around Lamella ball and just to see like everything he's accomplished everything he's achieved and just to see like the real people like you said of any sort of like intelligence that watched the game and without like the the bias that they had towards LeVar ball you knew that like when he was 16 years old the kid was NBA bound like it's just certain players you can watch like like LeBron James 16 NBA bound that's how I felt about Lamella ball so I'm very excited, very happy for LaMelo Ball. I'm also happy for the, the city of the Charlotte Hornets because they got like a, a bonafide like superstar, not just on the court. I know they had Kemba Walker, of, of course, for years, but like LaMelo's a superstar on the court, but he's also going to be a superstar off the court for his like marketability and stuff like that. So shout out to the Hornets, shout out LaMelo Ball. Also shout out Mary from the Spurs as well. Yeah, and his teammates gravitate towards him, you know, and, and around him, like, you know, talking about LaMelo Ball, it's like, um, it's tough being such a young, talented player in today's league. Because even though the talent is there, you know, just being a competitor, anytime you see a guy that's young coming to the locker room, you think, oh, this is the guy that's going to take my spot. I don't care how talented he is, he's still young. But LaMelo has proven that he has the professionalism to his game, which is a part of all this, right? He has respect of his peers and his teammates and some veterans around the league. And so to now to see him in the All-Star game, you already know he's going to show out. Um, And I think continue to put the world on notice of what he's truly capable of. Um, and he brought up a good point too. Shout out to Charlotte. Um, I mean, anytime that you can make an All Star game, it's obviously dope. But to do it um, in a city where the market isn't as great as you know some of these other cities, it's just an also you know an- another testament as to how good you actually are. Um, but I will say, you know, Adam Silver definitely got this one right. You know, he definitely got this one right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there uh, that might have felt uh, Jared Allen, right? Because mm-hmm. the East doesn't really have too many bigs. Um, and I know sure. we're gonna, you know, have some Cavs talk at some point. A lot of people felt strongly about Jared Allen, um, but I mean, you you go with Lamelo Ball, it's it's not a a terrible pick, right? It's yeah, still Lamelo Ball. Um, I think if only I think if only one player that I probably would say that you can make a legitimate argument that should have been over Lamelo Ball. That's probably Jalen Brown. Like this is a guy that was All Star last year. This is a guy that like we talk about Jason Taylor. We talk about the Boston Celtics all the time, but like it's like a one one A one B thing with those two. As talented as both of them they are, it's just kind of like Jalen Brown 
really probably could have been an all-star. I know he's been hurt some this year, but like he really could have been an all-star this year as well and could have probably got the edge over LaMelo Ball. But like like you said, like I'm happy for LaMelo. Like, so at the end of the day, it's like it is what it is. Of course, but. of course. It, it, it's definitely well-deserved, um, especially to like as a replacement. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is, is this is one of those situations where, you know, if you're young in, in the league, you get your foot in the door kind of thing, quote unquote. So like nice. you're in the game. Right, years from now, we are not about to sit here and say he was an injured reserve or, or replacement. He was an all star. Right, there's no yeah. asterisk. If you're in the game, and, and who knows if you mess around and get final or uh, uh, all star game MVP, that'd be even crazier, you know. So, yeah. just the idea of like seeing him there, um, is, is definitely important. But yeah, shout out to JB, too. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, the Celtics did get at least um, one guy in there who's now a starter. Um, I don't, I don't want to jump into that just yet. Um, but also, you know, uh, talking about DeJounte, um, him being there, I'm happy for him. Um, San Antonio got a got a got a player in the All Star game, um, you know, and, and it's crazy He's too. And that's a, that that yeah, that that's another market where people obviously you know they have championships, but they're not considered um, one of the I feel like top league pass teams, if you will. Like that's not the, yeah. the team that everyone might tune into. But like mm-hmm. it sucks because from an individual you know perspective and point of view, you know he's hooping, but people aren't going to really pay as much attention until you're on national television, or people aren't going to pay attention until you obviously. Start racking up some wins, but Dejounte yeah. is definitely like that, you know, and, and it's gonna be yeah, dope cold. to see him on one of the biggest stages. Yeah, he's cold. Like I think people, he's probably the most underrated player in the NBA. So I'm glad he made the All Star game. So kind of like put the the people that don't really watch San Antonio Spurs games or league pass, don't watch them in general, kind of put them like, yo, he's here. Like this guy is like for real, like two way ability, and he's also worked on his game ever since he kind of entered the NBA. Like he went from a really like just great defender. Now he's like, he's putting the ball on the floor. He's shooting a little bit better. He's still got to improve at that aspect on his game. But it's just like, he's athletic. He's quick. And it's just like, can handle it. Like he does a lot, a lot of great things. And he plays his own pace. Like I really, I really like him. Like he's, he's very smooth. I'm happy he, he made the all-star game as well. Yeah. And you even compared him, correct me if I'm wrong, to like a taller version of Rondo. Did you say that before? Yeah, taller. That's what he reminds yeah. me. Like a, like a Ray John Rondo. Like just his tree, like he's, I think he leads the, or tied for like the league league like, for trip dubs. triple double, for triple yeah. dubs, for stuff like that. Like he just makes the right plays all the time. Like he doesn't really care about like going out, dropping 30, 35. He can sometimes, but it's just, that's not really like his game. His game is like control the pace of the game, control tempo, rebound, defend, pass the ball, get guys easy shots, open looks. Like he really reminds me of a taller version and probably a more athletic version than of Ray John Rondo. Yeah. And both guys, you know, DeJounte and LaMelo, they're both young, right? I mean, you know, you, people might have mixed opinions on where DeJounte's quote-unquote next stop is, but just the idea of, like, you see the talent, right? The talent um, is definitely there. All those other things are just based off rumors and stuff, but you know for a fact um, that he is talented. Uh, I'm trying to think, was there anyone else in the West? I mean, we talked about East-wise. It could have been Jared Allen or JB, but West-wise, West? I know you mentioned Brandon Ingram. Um, yeah, I think, I think B.I. I, I mean, that, that's <laughs> another situation where it's like, you know, you got a, a talented guy, who just like in a situation yeah. where not too many people are paying attention to, like even yeah, as yeah. a former Laker, not to feel me, but just the idea of like you know he was an All Star in 2020 though. He's been tall. Yeah, but, game, but, but yeah. I'm I'm just saying though, like naturally, you feel me, that team doesn't get the amount of recognition, especially without Zion in comparison mm-hmm. to another team out there. Like like if he was on the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? It, it ain't even just about wins. It's it's also about hmm. market. It's also about location. And if you know what I'm saying, you're in an area where not too many people are paying attention. Yeah, you know, he's a real like a, he's a re- he's a real young star. I know people talk about like Luka Doncic, they talk about Jason Tatum, but let me tell you something. Like Brandon Ingram is just like talent wise, like it's he's up there with those guys. Like I'm not gonna say he's better, but it's just like if I got Brandon Ingram, we did a drive and it's like one, two, three. I end up with Brandon Ingram. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like he's <laughs> let's go. Like people love to constantly compare him to Kevin Durant. Like it's some similarities there, but it's not really not that many similarities. Like everybody talk about his length and like his. His physique or whatever is very similar to Kevin Durant, but his his play style is just like he's like a dual four. He does everything. Like he scores, he rebounds, he passes. Like he does everything for the New Oregon Pelicans. It's just kind of like it just sucks that Zion's been out and we haven't really seen those two in a really like fully healthy season together. But like he's talented, he's special. Like you said, like speaking of New York, that's that would have been like the perfect like situation. Like they're they need a star like B.I. would be that guy in a, in a big in a big market city like New York. Like I would, woo, I would I love for them. I would I would love him to be in that in that situation. I would, but I don't know if I would at the same time because I don't really like 
how they're handling another former Duke yeah, stars. That's, that's you know true. what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like on, on paper, so oh yeah, of course, you know, BI in, in, in a big city, bigger market, all that stuff, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, tips don't like young guys. You feel me? A lot of this is politics. Yeah. And so you know the talent is there, but I also don't want to see a career get wasted just yeah. because he's, you know, not appreciated yeah. the way he should. So yeah, it's one it's one getting wasted right now. Like averaging six minutes. Hate per to game. see it. It's it's hate crazy. But it. I and the thing I hate it's like this is stuff that like gets guys out the league. You know what I'm saying? Like situations you go like, yo, he was cooking with the Hawks and then like he had like thirty point games and then now he's like Cam Reddish not even getting off the bench because you wanna start Burks for thirty minutes per game? Like what are we doing here? Like and you it's not like you're winning games. You're losing. It's like, like what like really, what are we doing here? But that's we talked about the Knicks and talked about Tom Timbaloe, but I told you, this is what he does. He goes to a situation, he has success early on, and then like as soon as it's like, oh, we probably need to rebuild and we need to retool and stuff like that, he ends up struggling because he's not a guy that really knows how to like develop young players or coach young players. So that's why you always see him go after veteran players and go get vets and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like anytime it's a situation where Tom Thibodeau has to like develop young guys and play young guys, he's not really for it because he wants to win right now. And what we're seeing with the New York Knicks is just kind of like, you're just not really that good. So it's just like, why not give Cam Reddish a try? And it's just like, because he's, from a talent perspective, you can make a legit argument that he's probably the most talented player on that roster from, from a talent perspective. So it's... On the Knicks? On the Knicks, yeah, from a talent perspective. Yeah, I mean, you got Julius Randle, you got Kimmel Walker, like R.J. Barrett. Like, I don't think R.J. has been playing well lately, but I don't think that R.J.'s a more talented than Cam Reddish. I don't even know if R.J. is really better than Cam Reddish, but it's just kind of like like you, we talk about politics in the NBA. It's just like those two go hand-in-hand hand sometimes when we talk about player success or lack thereof success. Well, yeah, yeah, we know, we know that. Um... It's it's unfortunate because um, you never want to be that guy where people are like, damn, what happened to him? Like, you know, like certain guys get off to a hot start in the beginning of their career. And then all of a sudden, like a year or two or three or four go by. It's like, well, shit, wasn't he just like averaging like 19 or yep. something? Like, where, where is he at now? Like, he should have, you know what I'm saying? And He should have been a Laker, man. Lakers should have fought harder to get him. He should have been a Laker. Uh, he Cam? No, yeah, Cam Reddish. He should have been a Laker. That's crazy because I tweeted this out today. He should have been a Laker. He should have been a Laker. Like the Lakers could have, they could have got, they could have got Cam Reddish. He would have been a perfect fit. Perfect fit. I like, I like Malik Monk though. Yeah, but of, Cam, Cam you know, plays the three though. Like, well, yeah, but I'm saying though, in terms of like just having a, a young guy that can score the basketball and you know, kind of hopefully you know Malik you know gets his bag and stuff. But um, no, I get it. I mean, hey, you you know damn well I'm not about to yeah. <laughs> like be mad at the Lakers getting Cam Reddish. Yeah, I'm, yeah, um, I'm saying you had. Never, I'm not going to throw nobody on the bus or anything. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he should have. He should have been a Laker. He should have been a Laker. Um, but yeah, so I'm um, another uh, All Star Game, I guess, addition or update. Um, your man's, your man's, uh, Jason Tatum. Oh, you already mentioned. Yeah, he's, of course. No, 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 but he, he, him starting in the All Star Game, not just him yeah. making. Oh, all right, that's light. <laughs> that's light. That's expected. We knew who was going to start. Before that knew, I, I knew once Kevin Durant was going to be out, all right, Jason Tatum. Other than, other than Kevin Durant, the second best shot creator in the Eastern Conference is Jason Tatum. Like it, it's light. It's, it's light. <laughs> like it's, we, 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 we talk about Jason Tatum so much, it's light. It's like we knew who was going to be the starter. Like he's, he's that guy. He's that dude. Like we already, we already know. It's like when we talk about Luka Doncic, we know. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's a... If LeBron can't start, let's say LeBron gets hurt or whatever and got to, you know, not start to all start, knock on wood, of course, we're not wishing nobody for injuries or anything, but it's going to be Luka. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's certain, we know. Like, it's not like a surprise or anything. Tough. Okay. My fault. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me take a step back. Yeah, so <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, all right. All right. It's like, okay. It's like. Um, hey, you know what? Man, so I definitely hope he, he shows out, though, because the way you chat and you make, okay, I want at least. What, what, what are we saying here? Over or under? Damn, I don't want to do a, a sports band episode right now, but over or under <laughs> um, eight, uh, 18 for him in the All-Star game. Over or under? Probably under because, like, guys, he's probably not going to play. Yeah, probably under. Probably say under. 
He's starting. Under for a lot of guys. I mean, they just need some big. I mean, I know it's an all-star game, but like. Yeah. Actually. No, they don't. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. What, <laughs> if, 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 if I was running the all-star game, well, damn sure not be no bigs. Like, <laughs> other than Jokic. It would be limited. Yeah, it would be limited. It would be limited. Other than Jokic and Joel. We would be having a bunch of. One's playing the four. We yeah, got and also and also job shit, playing power I take that forward. Back. We talk about Murray. I love Murray. Murray, I'm glad he made it to All Star game. But oh, Dejounte. Okay, yeah. Dejounte. Yeah, but I forgot. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a couple. And I said Brandon Ingram, Anthony Davis should have been an All Star. I'm tripping. Like it's it, Anthony Davis should have been an All Star. Especially what we're seeing like right now, what he's doing in his return, healthy, reminding everybody in the NBA like when he's healthy. He is the best big in the NBA, in my opinion, when he's healthy. So I could have, yeah, AD should have been, probably should have well, been the replacement. Okay, well, cool. But I'm saying, you know, the reason why is because of injuries and just overall, like, games. But I don't think it's, that was based off someone saying, these other guys are better than Anthony Davids. No, of course like, not. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I would have I probably get an edge too. <laughs> he's not I, I like, I, I just like, I just like having the all-star game have the best players in every conference you know what i'm saying oh that's 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 what i love yes 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 and you know i'm you you saying that reminded me that i want to ask you something while we were on here um it's related but not really but so i posted some uh, about uh you know steve nash's birthday on slam and i was like you know happy birthday steve nash um you know he was the best passer of his generation and you know people getting their feelings of course when you say stuff like that no, he's not. It's so and so. It is what it is. Um, so do you feel? And this is just gonna be a quick segment. I only asked that because, like I said, yeah, I posted yeah. today. But um, do you feel that Steve Nash was the best passer, passer of his generation? Um, I cannot see lists of a couple of names that people. Yeah, have please, 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 please. Oh, yeah, Jason Kidd, um, as yeah. well as Jason Williams. Um, and again, just talking about that yeah. era. Um, first off, love Jason Williams. He's not in the conversation. What? <laughs> Bro, he's, all right. he's not. He's not really in the conversation to me. Okay, okay. Like, to be very, to be very, very clear, Jason was not in the conversation with with Steve Nash and, and you're not. No, no, no. And Jason we, Kidd to come to passer, come to passer. Best passer, not best point guard. Not, yes, you know, best, who'd you best have best passer. Like he was flashy. Don't get me wrong, he was flashy, but it's more than p- passing the basketball than just flash. It's about setting up your offense. It's about facilitating the right moments. It's about like getting your your player open with your passes. That's what makes LeBron James so phenomenal. You know, like you can lead a player to the open spot to get an easy layup, to get an easy dunk. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Flash, yeah, okay, Jason, Jason Williams was phenomenal. Flashy passing. But Jason Kidd and Steve Nash, a true, the true art of passing, like, can do both. Like, Flash and facilitate and, like, run the show. Like, it's... It's special. Um, it's levels. You know, like, that's why people, that we really break things down to a, to a T. Like, okay, Jason Williams, like, oh, highlight reels and stuff like that. Cool. But it's just like, that's not always, like, the end-all, be-all. Especially when you got guys that can do that and the other important stuff as well. But I'm, I'm not mad at Steve. You saying Steve Nash, the greatest pass of this generation. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, it was just nothing but Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd. Um, yeah, I'm not mad. Energy. But you know it's funny. I guarantee you, <laughs> if I were to you know say in the opposite way, like Happy Birthday, Jason Kidd, whatever his birthday is, you know the greatest passer of a generation, yeah, it probably would be the same energy for Steve Nash. Steve Nash, so, it's, it's either or, either or. You that, can't that, go. That's that's really what it comes down to. Um, yeah, just had to acknowledge that. Um, so yeah, moving on. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers here adding, adding Darius Levert. They're here. And you made a post. Someone sent me your post. My good brother, someone sent me your post and say, said, "Is he okay?" <laughs> <laughs> so you say, you know, I'm, I'm a. Do you, uh, if you remember what it was, I know um, your post that you that you said. No, no, I mean to make sure that everyone knows that it's you that's saying it. I don't want to. Of course, make, you know, go ahead, go uh, ahead. Um, by adding Karis Levert, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a shot at what was it, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I don't want to. They, uh, I said they become a real. I, they come basically. I'm saying like with adding the addition of Karis LeVert, they become not just a playoff contender, but like a title contender, like a real title contender. With the addition, okay. So true or false? 
with the addition of Karis LeVert being two Cleveland Cavaliers, this makes them a championship contender. I don't see how it doesn't. They were all they're the, a top two seed right now in the Eastern Conference. They're not fourth, or not fifth, or not sixth, or not seventh. They're top two seed in the Eastern Conference. They just got a a three level score, a guy that can create off the dribble, a guy that's going to give their offense a new like formula in a way. Like they're going to be able to do things with Karis LeVert in that offense that they couldn't do without him. So that's going to help them as well. And it's just like I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a really a crazy a crazy statement because I I feel like he completes their team. He gives them a wing player that can, like I said, boogie in the half court, score every level on the basketball court, can attack, can handle it as well, take some pressure off for DG, and also like they're gonna be able to hide him defensively as well because they had the personnel to kind of like hide him under the you know force like defense wise. So it's just like, yeah, I think it's I think that's that was like, and I still think they're a piece away. For really being like, I, I don't know what that piece is, but I still think they're like one more piece away to really being like, all right, like going into next season, like, yo, the Cleveland Cavaliers are considered like real like title favorites. Like we consider like the, the Brooklyn Nets heading into the season. I think they're still one piece away, but saying that they're, they're a, a real title contender, yes, I think they can make the Eastern Conference Finals. And then who knows, if their cars are right, I think they can go and possibly make the NBA Finals. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm just saying like, if you can make the Eastern Conference Finals, that means you're a title contender in my eyes. Do you think them not having a superstar hurts their chances? Do you think they can still do it, the Cleveland Cavaliers, win a championship without having a true superstar? And that's, and that's the thing. That's why I said I think they're a piece away. But sometimes you have just great teams that may not have it, – it's, it's very rare. It's rare. It's very rare. Like Detroit Pistons won a title without having like – a true superstar. I know they had Rip Hamilton, they had Chauncey Bills, Tayshaun Prince, and those guys, but they were, they were a great team. It's very rare. I would want them to have a championship, a guy like a Brandon Ingram. Like, if they had Brandon Ingram, it's, it's gets very, very scary. You know, some, a guy like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but it's just like, all I know is addition to Karis LeVert makes them a legitimate, they have a legitimate shot at, at least going to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's how I view it. I get it. I get it. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people are still in love with the Brooklyn Nets and are afraid of the fact that the Cavs, despite them not having a superstar, are still playing well. I think right now a lot of people, just like always, tend to fall in love with names. And we don't acknowledge the fact that if a team is playing well, regardless of who the hell is on their roster, they're right. playing well. And at the same time, if a team is playing poorly, regardless of who the hell is on the roster, they're playing poorly. So mm-hmm. I get it why there's energy as to being shocked to hear like the Cleveland Cavaliers could be a championship contender, but we also have to look at things for what they are right now. Despite how you feel about the Nets, despite how you feel about you know any team in the Eastern Conference, you have to understand that like the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing very well and they upgraded, right? They upgraded, yeah. like they're, they're they're playing well and they upgraded. They got a very good nobody player away and either. You, you feel me? Like and you got a great player in Karis LeVert, so it's like you do the math on that. A team that's already good getting another great player. And then yeah. the timing of this is very important. Well, we see what Brooklyn is doing right now. It's not mm-hmm. pretty. They're not on a 12-game winning streak. They don't, like, the chemistry really isn't. And I know that they have injuries. Don't get me wrong. That's a part of all this. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a question mark. Mm-hmm. And that's not even, like, an, an opinion. That's just, like, I'm not, you can't sit here and say that a team is definitely guaranteed to win a conference when you're on, like, this long of a winning streak. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I don't think that they, they can do it. But I'm just not about to get crazy. It's like, all right, it's, it's a guarantee. Like Kevin Durant being out, hurt, whatever. That should not happen with, with James Harden and Kyrie Irving on your team. You can't win one. What are they on, nine, nine games in a row they lost? Like, that some of them, like so, James, ha- has been – I mean, it, it's been a lot of inconsistency lot, in terms of health. But, like, that's a lot. lot. Of things, and there's a lot of things going on, too. And we're going to kind of – we're going to talk – I guess we're going to talk – Touch on it, that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and even though Joe Harris, and you're not putting him on the same level as KD and of course, Hart, of course, but just the idea, like you know, he's a starter, right? He yeah. he's a vital piece of that team. So it's, I won't say it's 100 percent understandable, but there's mm-hmm. some, yeah. there are gray areas that we have to acknowledge. But at the same time, like they're not healthy right now, so exactly. I can't sit here and say that the minute they all come back, it's just going to click. Like chemistry matters. You have to develop chemistry over time. These are this is a trio that has only played 16 games together. In the past two seasons. Like, let's talk about it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people, 
people fall in love with like, the names and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, how are you going to work as a team? And I will say this, the Brooklyn Nets, when they all have played together, they look phenomenal, but they haven't played together. You know what I'm saying? This is, they, they combined James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Only, they only played 16 games, but and one of those 16 games, they combined for 102 points, that, that trio. So it's serious when, it's, when, when they write. It's very scary. But availability is the best ability. Like, if you're not available, <laughs> like, what can we say? It's like, and I know, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers, all I'm saying is like, yo, like, they're top two seed right now. They, they can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Atlanta Hawks went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they weren't even, like, a top two seed like the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were like the fifth seed. You know what I'm saying? So crazy things have happened. Not saying the Atlanta Hawks. I, I still love the Atlanta Hawks on the roster. They had a lot of injuries and stuff like that. But it's just like, I don't understand. People got to see it to believe it in the playoffs when it matters the most. I feel the same way. But I would be like kidding myself if I look at the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Memphis Grizzlies and be like, yo, they're not real like threats because of like what I think is going to happen. Thinking and what it's like, expectation and reality is two different things. The reality of the situation right now is like the Memphis Grizzlies are a top two to three seed right now in the West. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a top two seed right now in the East. Does that mean that they're going to go to the NBA Finals? No, but me saying that they don't have a shot to go to the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals and possibly the NBA Finals, I have to say that. Like, you have to say that. That bothers some people. Because, yeah. you know, again, you fall in love with the dames. Like, oh, no, you know, so-and-so got this player. So, but they're not winning. Yeah. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, and, again, on top of all that, the other team is. Like, yeah. if, 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 if neither team was winning, all right, cool. I, you could lean on the fact that the other team has that great player. But if yeah. one team is playing like cans and another team is out here getting dubs, you call it what it is. You, yeah. you call it what it is. And it's, only- uh, it, it's so crazy you mentioned Cleveland and Memphis because let me tell you something. I love Darius Garland. Love John Morant. But if we get a Cleveland and Memphis NBA Finals. No, it's not going. Hey, hey, hey. There's going to be a lot of unhappy people. There's going to be a lot of unhappy you know, people. There's there, probably, probably one team, I would say, that I knew, even though they were the number one seed, I just knew they were not the real deal. And I didn't give like, what I'm saying for the Memphis Grizzlies and the Cleveland Cavaliers, like giving them respect and stuff like that and say like, yo, you never know what could happen. But this team, it was no doubt in my mind. <laughs> okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't know if you did. Did you, did you just say the team? Don't say no, the team. Did I you? didn't say the team. Okay. No, well, no. I have a feeling that I already know who you're talking about, but let me say this as well. Look at who that team faced. Okay. But go ahead, go ahead. Let, let, I'm going to make sure it's the team that I think you're talking about. Go ahead, who is it? The Utah Jazz. Oh. <laughs> bro, bro, we will never the Utah, be allowed the, the to Utah do a Jazz. live recording in Salt Lake City, bro. The, the like, Utah Jazz. I just knew. Man. It was just something about the, I just knew, like, you know what jazz I'm saying? Fan, like, jazz I, fans, I, 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 I respect you guys. Well, I just, okay. I just I mean, knew. It's, like, that's probably the only team that I ever felt that way. Like, I was very confident, like, yo. 99.9%. Like, yeah, I knew they were like, they were flu. Like, that's so tough. I was talking about the Atlanta Hawks when they were nah. about to, uh, nah. When they, when they were, when they were playing the, uh, 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 when they had that, you know, like, what, four all stars or some shit. Yeah, and yeah. then they had to play LeBron. That's why I said, all right, look at okay, yeah. the, the, who they had to play against. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Them too. But them, them two, <laughs> <laughs> them two. I knew I was ninety nine point nine percent. But them and the Jazz, the, yeah, that Hawks team with Al Horford, Joe, Joe Johnson, and the crew, yeah. But the the Utah Jazz, I had knew. I was just like, yeah, this they're not. And everybody was telling me like, yo, like no, they're serious, like this and that. Like I was like, oh, okay, well you'll see. Because I always have my like doubts on certain things. But it's crazy because like you look at the situation with the Memphis Grizzlies, and you look at like. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, they have a really like great team. That's why, like, you know, I was like, all right, they have a great team, but they didn't have a superstar. The Memphis Grizzlies have a great team and they have a, a young star in John Morant. And the Utah Jazz, they had like Donovan Mitchell, a young star, and Rudy Gobert, some people consider a star. So they had two stars. So that makes it even worse that they were like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they couldn't even do it. Like, at least like if you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's like, all right. Get knocked out in the first round, like you was in top two seed all year, number one seed, and losing the second round. Okay, cool. You know, you know, you ain't really have got a star. Memphis, all right. John Moran, all right, cool. You know, but like, 
you you got a great team, stuff like that. You got some players, like great young core. Well, it's like, all right, whatever. But like Utah? But but you know what though? That's a good question too. <clears throat> Is that like how do we judge teams that may overachieve during the regular season but don't perform to their proper seed come mm-hmm. playoff time? Right? So it's like if during the regular season you get like let's say a three seed or whatever. We might say, oh, damn, I didn't think they could do it. I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Yeah. But then the playoffs come around and they lose in the first round. Do we look at them as like, damn, I knew it? Or damn, like, no, nah, I don't want to hear it. Y'all the three seed. Y'all, y'all should have won. It depends who they match up against. It depends, uh, it depends on who they match up against. And also depends on, does their star player play well? Because I can, I can point to a situation where if Memphis, if they're, they're, they overachieve and stuff like that, and job plays well, it's like, all right, cool, whatever. They lost. Cleveland Cavaliers, they don't really have like a star or nothing, but like, if it's a situation where, let's say, like, you overachieve your top four seed, right? Your quote unquote star player is on the all NBA team, and then he gets to the playoffs, and it's just like, yo, reality is set in. Like, you, you just <laughs> subbed the shit out of an NBA player. I'm not gonna say who. <laughs> Real, but you just reality, subbed reality, the shit. <laughs> reality is set in. It's like, Damn, Ooh, like, it's getting that's nasty. When, that, that's when it, that's when the noise is gonna arise. That's when you go into the next season with like, all right, you got to kind of show something, or you can't expect like, yo, your fan base to really feel like, yo, why are they on my ass? They on your ass for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm just being honest. Like, bro, that's that's these just are a, facts. These are facts. That's just a fact of the reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't come off like a a great season, then you play bad at the highest. The, the most important aspect of the season in the playoffs, and then you come back and it's just kind of like, instead of showing like, yo, like, it was a fluke, it's like, oh, that was, you know, just one series, things get worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Giannis had that 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 terrible season against, like, the Miami Heat or whatever, it wasn't even a bad playoffs, really, or the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors was very bad. I would say that, that series was like, he kind of got exposed a little bit. But the following season, the brother came back like, all right, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? That matters to fans. That matters to your teammates. That matters to a lot of people. Like, how do you deal with adversity when you are the star? You know what I'm saying? It's different when you're a role player, a second best player, a third. When you are the star and you want to be treated like a star, you got to be able to deal with adversity and overcome adversity. So that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Memphis goes to the playoffs and they struggle and they lose, if Ja plays well, nobody's going to look at Ja and be like, okay, well, you underachieve if he plays well. Same like the with the Atlanta Hawks or whatever. When like Trey, they go to the playoffs or whatever. You know, everybody gonna look at Trey like, all right, Trey, we know what you about or whatever. So it's just like it, it. It just matters like if your star player plays well. That's 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 like a big that's a big key component in my opinion. Right, right, right. And some teams need their star player more than to others. Play well more than others. Um, and so you're right. That that that's a huge part of it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's just a good thing to kind of think about and talk about. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, what standards do you have for certain teams, and when do those yeah. standards or expectations change? I know people right? would. Like, I know people would have killed Trey, killed Trey if he would have played what? bad. If he would have played bad in the playoffs last year, they would have killed him. Why do? You, why would you say that? Because he's not a darling. That's why. Not a medium darling. Like certain, certain certain stars get like, you know, excuses and stuff like that. But it just matters if you you gotta play you gotta play you gotta play well at the highest stakes. But like certain players, if they don't play well at the highest stakes, they getting killed more than others. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm with it. I I agree. I mean, I I I think honestly, I think some players should probably embrace being a villain. Of course. I would, I would. Yeah. And um um, you wanna uh cap or no cap? Uh, it's crazy. What, what, when the when the NBA trade deadline? How I do it? Damn, that's heavy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the NBA Damn, trade deadline? I'm glad we got to do a, a cap no cap on Julius. When <laughs> what is it? What is the NBA trade? Isn't it this week? Hey, yeah, because a couple days was like a week. Damn, what are you saying? You saying someone gonna get, gonna get traded? Uh, we should we should we should talk about the players that's. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> talk about players that, that need a new situation. <laughs> oh. I love that, the wording. That, 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 that needs, needs a new, new situation. That needs a new that situation. That need to get the hell out. There you go. There <laughs> you go. That's a what situation you... for good or bad. Yeah, the um, trade deadline is th- Thursday, actually. 
We may we may have to get this out so real the, quick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean that this, this could wait. What you say? We may have to get this out real quick. Like what the, the this convo? Players that need a new situation. All right, all right. Um, because they could be possibly moved, but they could also need a new situation. Like all right, I mean, if you got one off the top of your head, let it fly. I'm not. I mean, you just mentioned one. Who? You could do a cap or no cap. <laughs> Second, Julius? Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Cap or no cap? Should Julius request a trade? Is pretty heavy. I'm not going to do that. Um. Does he need a new situation? Oh. Does he need a new okay. situation? Okay, okay, okay. Uh. Cap or no cap? Is this a cap or no cap? So I thought we just talked about just players that need a new oh. situation. Oh, I thought it was a, a revolt. Okay, fine, fine. All right, so fine. Julius Randle. So do you think that it would be better for him to be... This, um, yeah, this could be just a cap or cap, no cap about tr- new situations. Right, just, oh yeah. yeah. But just in different, in putting him in a different situation. Um, do you think he's better like as a second option? Do you think he needs a new team? Do you think yeah. it's something coaching related? Um, do you like, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think because I mean, there, there's still time. I mean, guys, okay, go ahead. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. We got we can run through a list real quick. <laughs> we can run through a list. Um, Julius Randle, does he need a new situation? Yes, he needs a new situation. He's not a number one guy on a championship caliber team. He's probably not a number one guy on a, just a playoff contender team. He's probably better off being that second or third option on both those teams where it's like a playoff contender or maybe even a championship contender. Third option probably on a championship contender, maybe second option on a playoff contender. Um, yeah, I think he needs a new situation. I think the New York Knicks want him to have a new situation, the fans at least. So, yeah, I think he, I think he needs a new situation. It's been, it's been ugly in New York this year. It's not Kimba's fault, so that makes me happy. Yeah. Here's another yeah. one. Does Kim now does Kimba Walker need a new situation? Yes. Um, I would say yes, just because I want him to win a championship, and I don't really see that happening with the current team that he's on. Um, you know, we see guys on that roster that get turned out to be scapegoat. It, it actually kind of sucks now that you think about it. From Julius, Kimba to now seeing Cam Reddish not play that much, and it's like, you know. Mm. It's it's crazy the roller coaster ride that Knicks fans have been on. No, seriously, <laughs> and, like, and you, and you know, and you know why? Because they were celebrating after the first regular season game saying Bing Bong and celebrating. All Bing, this shit. nah, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> celebrating shit like they had won the NBA championship and it just whoo, down downhill from there. Um, yeah, it's but Kimba, Kimba Walker, okay. You thinking? Let me ask you this though. Do you think Kimba Walker will ever be a? Do you think? Do I think that he'll return back to Charlotte to, Kimba? Is that what you're about to ask? No. Do you think he's going to return back to being a legitimate, like starting caliber point guard in this league without question? So, the question that I just asked: Do I think he's going to return back to Charlotte Kimba? No, because it's different. Charlotte Kimba, he was a legitimate star. I'm just talking about starting caliber. Point guard, you talking about like will he return as a star? That's two different things. Being a starting well, caliber point guard and, and being a star is two totally different things, and you know that. So, you're, so you're asking me if I think he's going to return to a star? You said a starting, like just a, a star. starting. Okay, so yeah, a, a, all right. So is one, he going to be like a Malcolm Brogdon, pretty much? No, that's it. And so, but I think, but like, no, like, like this, I think to one, he already is because okay. there's not. 30 NBA point guards that are better than Kimba Walker. Okay, right? Whether facts. you think that his game has declined or you know he's not the same as what he used to, cool. You're not about to sit here and tell me that there are 30 NBA point guards that are better than that man. That's just not realistic or the truth. Um, but I think, like this, I think he can be the missing piece to a, a, a championship run for a team, I'll say. Um, I still Starting think, or off the bench? Starting. Starting. Start, yes, starting. Okay. Everything that I mentioned, like, I don't think Kimba Walker should be coming off the bench. Especially considering, like I said, there's not 30 NBA point guards that are better than him. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, it all depends on who's in front of him, right? Like, I'm not going to act blind to that there are some guards that are handling their business, but I'm also not going to stare and act like Kimba should be treated as someone who's like, oh, yeah, you know, he, he'd be a nice addition. He'd be a nice role player. Like, he's, he's still, and if given the right situation, I still think mm-hmm. that he can um, provide quality minutes and points and time for a team. Um, now, again, it all depends on what that team is, but as of right now, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but I don't think it's the New York Knicks. Um, okay. But 
It's the only reason, good, I ask, I mean, the only reason I ask you that because people are talking about like he's washed and stuff like that. I hate when people start getting. Yeah, in we that, use that word "washed" very, that, very just you know, yeah, very loosely. Um, because they said the same thing about Carmelo Anthony. They said the same thing about LeBron. They said the same thing about Derrick Rose. So they're starting to say the same thing about Kimma Walker. All right, and I'm sure Kimma Walker is going to have a similar story like those other three once he gets in a better situation. I mean, I get it though. Like I, I think when people use the word "wash," they say it from like he's not what he used to be. True, you know what I'm saying, but I I don't think that should be the right definition of washed. Washed is like he's he's Cooked. ass. He's like yeah, yeah he, he's done. not good. Like he's like he's not <laughs> out the like, league. Like, like it ain't just were, that. But some people, but some people are using nah. it like that. They was doing wa- that to wash, Carmelo. Yeah, wa- wash is Carmelo like should be in he's Sh- not an China. NBA player. Yeah, people that, saying yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So people don't get it twisted. Like people <laughs> use that word washed like finish, finito, done. Some Over some of those tweets retire. Where like some people be like, uh, like he should be playing in a certain league or a certain team. They be getting crazy. Yeah, they be crazy. I'm like, um, yikes. Here's another. Here's another player. Um, Sabonis. That's who it was. That's that's another person that some people thought he should be, um, in the All Star game. Like how you get snubbed from the snub list. I remember someone told me. Um, yeah, I could I could definitely see him being in a different situation. Um. Underrated big. Um, again, when you're on a team that isn't getting as much national spotlight, that tends to happen. You kind of fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and what team, you know, though? Yeah, that's, that's you know, someone uh, mentioned to me Portland. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind the Celtics I, I, either. The Celtics? I wouldn't mind the Celtics. Like they're missing it, it. But, you, but you know, it's, it's so tough because you think about, right, you, you, you know, you think about the team where these players can go. But then it's like, all right, well, you realize it's not going to be the same team. They're going to have to give somebody up. Yeah. Unless you enter in a, 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 a situation where a team is just bored one day and just say, you know what? <laughs> Take them. Who you want? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, okay. Hey. So we, who else? Who else? Who else? Let's see. Um, we said Julius Randle, Kim Walker, Sabonis, Darian Fox. Darian Fox, if you're listening to this message. I'm rooting for you. I was getting ready to say, I, I hope you, you know what I'm saying, are able to be, you know, on a different team, but I'm rooting for you. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Sacramento loves him too much, which I get. I mean, Does of he all the, wait, wait, I mean, uh, like, of all the, the history or lack of that Sacramento has had as of late, the one thing that they might feel happy about is knowing that they still have De'Aaron Fox on their team. So in their mind, they're probably like, uh, but you know it, but what, it's, hey. it's, it's crazy though, and I would believe that if they don't, if they would have shown that. Because it's hard for me to believe that when then you go to and draft two drafts in a row, you draft a guard. You know what I'm saying? That don't make sense. You know, you start thinking about stuff as a player. Like I'm supposed to be this franchise caliber guard, franchise caliber player. The guy that's building a team around. In the next two drafts, you go out and draft a guard. You know, so you start thinking about that stuff though. But you like, know what though? Incompetent organizations. I get. I okay. So that's nothing too. So when you start saying. You start to think about that as a player. Are you saying like you feel some type of way because like damn, are they trying to replace me, or are it's you saying you, you feel start like thinking you, because like you know you want situation. to build around, around you, you, you want to get yeah. other players. Yeah, you want to get other players. It don't make no sense. Like even even this situation, I'm about to name another player. It's crazy. We going down a list of like he's not playing right now, but Karis Levert just came over. DG's been playing well. Colin Sexton, like I don't I don't think he's there anymore. Like I don't see I don't see what that do you mean? work. He's not there. Like I mean, like I think he needs a new situation. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't. Nah. I don't it would not shock. I'm almost like eighty percent sure that Colin Sexton will not be a Cleveland Cavalier start starting the next regular season. I'm really I'm really that sure, bro. Because they're not going to pay. They got to pay Karis Avert. They're not going to pay. They're not going to pay him and Colin Sexton, bro. Like Karis Avert came over for a reason. DG's the point guard for a reason. Like I just don't. I really don't see it. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I said. Colin Sexton, one of these guys who asking these questions, like he may they, need a new situation. They can play together though, all three of them. DG, Colin, and uh D, um uh Karis. Yes, and yeah. I mean they can I mean you make it work. I mean it's it sucks though because obviously like you root for the Cavs, you know, underdog story and all that. But I like in Colin's point of view, it's like, you know, obviously, you know, I know he wished he could be a part of that, but yeah. I just don't want the winning. To allow people to forget that what you know what he was doing when he was healthy, 
um, that like he would play like this. Even though he's not playing, he's still a part of the overall development of that. Of franchise. course, of course. You know but saying? the only like, thing, the only thing people are gonna say is they weren't winning while he had the keys to the engine. Of course, they started course, winning. They gave the keys to the engine to DG, true point guard, scoring and passing. Colin Sexton is a combo guard, so it's just kind of like like I said, questions are gonna have to be. Questions are gonna have to. It's gonna, questions are, are getting asked right now, and then those questions are gonna have to be addressed. Like in this offseason, are we gonna sign him to an extension? Or are we gonna try to trade him? And I, it wouldn't shock me if they try to trade Colin Sexton. And, and that's probably that's probably the move that's gonna get them that missing piece that I'm talking about. Because Colin Sexton is a phenomenal player. I think people need to understand, like, yo, he's a phenomenal player, and he does a lot of things that are very, very good on the basketball court. Maybe not great, but like he's a a starting caliber guard in this league. So we'll see. It's interesting. Um, CJ McCollum. Yes. You know, if they trade him, I mean, that's one would be a, a finally kind of situation. But if they trade him, I think that is the exclamation point or period as terms of what they should do with Dame. Um, but to Does answer he know your that? question, Does he know who, that? CJ or Dame? Dame. I'm saying like if you if you trade CJ, it's not it's obvious now more than ever. You're gonna trade the one guy that is clearly talented. You know, we kinda know what they did in the off season. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so now you have the other guy that can give they gave you, up, you know, they gave up Norman Powell, they gave up Robert Coverton. Gave up Clippers. Norman Powell. We didn't even talk about that, debut. but just know just know yeah. the Clippers Clippers are gonna be serious next year. But let's not get started on that. CJ McCullum, is he is he is he what do you think about that situation? I don't I don't think they'll trade you know, let me check my notifications first before I even say this shit. <laughs> All right. I don't think they'll trade. I mean, hey, you know how you know trade deadlines work. I, I'll say this shit. So so is not gonna trade it two minutes later. I get a tweet. Yeah. Portland's guard, CJ McCullough. <laughs> um, man, I mean, I Simons don't think they will. Simons is here. Yeah. And this is a situation. I think we talked about it before, that trade between them and, and Philly. Um, like guys like Tyrese Maxey and Simons on Portland. It's like, yo, Told you. you know that certain guys are talented, but also you can see the potential. Yeah, and some of the guys, you. I hate to use this word, but like these organizations, these franchises might be looking to replace you. Yeah. They're not going to say it out loud. They're going to sit here and say, well, I, I love so-and-so. He's our guy. Bullshit. Remember, remember, when, people, remember when people were talking about that whole like season McCullum to the, uh, the Sixers? And I came out and I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I said, Tyrese Maxey is here. Like, why are you trading CJ McCullum for what? And now you look at the Blazers, they're looking like Simons is here. CJ. Big contract. Everything's getting spooky, man. Been, been hurt. Like CJ's my guy too, man. You yeah, know, I, CJ, I had him high five, in my I had him five, high in my yeah. isolations, man. Top top five skill player in the NBA. Like he's he's cold, bro, but it's just like it's a business. Like, and that's why I be and that's why I hope if they do trade CJ McCollum, Dane wakes the hell up and realize, like, yo, I told you already, like the rebuild is in full effect. I said that before Norman Powell and Robert Covington got traded, it's in full effect. Like, CJ is going to be gone. Maybe not by the trade deadline, but before next season, he's going to be about it. And it's just like, Dame, like, all right, you're going to get your money. They're going to offer you what a stench, another like $100 million extension. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I thought he's about to give a pension. I don't know why. <laughs> not just not the they need to offer. They need to offer him some stock in that damn company. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, way, the way he wasted his time there. Oh shit. man, gonna be a life a lifetime employee <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like I don't know, but I think CJ oh. is probably probably gonna be gone. Maybe by the deadline, but most definitely by the next year. We'll see. We'll see. Here goes I mean. and here, and, it, and we can wrap this up with the final two. Because they kind of go hand-in-hand, in a way. Ben Simmons and James Harden. And you know what? It's crazy things. Cause I, it's crazy because I remember on that pod, we had a podcast, and I was telling you about James Harden. I was like, this, Philly is serious. And I was telling you, it's like, ah, I don't know, blah, blah, But it's, it's, it's looking like, you know. All right. That was a little bit of, of, a, be, of a pump. That was a little bit of a pump. Neither one of them are going to get traded by the deadline. And this and this happens all the time. Oh, rumors that so and so. I don't want to hear shit until I get an alert from my man's woes saying that so and so is traded. Like all this rumor shit is just that. Because watch this, the rumors haven't changed. We literally been talking about this for months, years, even, especially with the Ben Simmons and James. We have been talking about this for a while, even yeah. when James was a rocket. So I'm not gonna believe anything 
until I actually see. Especially, you know what it is too? The biggest reason why I don't think there's going to be a trade, and you know, it's funny, with the way we record our episodes, literally the minute we hit stop on this recording, 20 minutes later, get an alert, and yeah, then we well, post this you know, episode yeah. tomorrow, I'm going to look crazy, but I don't care. I'll take that sacrifice. The yeah. reason why I don't think James Harden will get traded for Ben Simmons or whatnot is because in the Nets' minds, right, we still have not seen how all of this can work with their big three, right? You mentioned them not have, you know, playing limited amount of games and stuff like that, and when they play well, they get active, right? Active. Now, it's, it, right, it'll be one thing if we saw them play together for a bunch of games and did not work out. Then it's like, oh, yeah, we, we, we might True. have to do some things. But, but we, not, we still don't but know. But it's crazy because it's not, it's, things, it's not always about what you can do on the court together. Sometimes it's just like people just don't like playing with each other. And people, and it's like a, in a comfort situation. And people have been attacking James Harden. And let me come to James Harden's defense because he got sold a dream. With the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets really haven't cashed out on that dream that they sold them, regardless of the situation of injuries and COVID and stuff like that. But James Harden not come to the Brooklyn Nets to be a Houston version of James Harden. And that's exactly what he's been kind of like had the task to do. It's been James Harden out of the 3 that's been the most healthiest. It's been James Harden that's been available playing on back-to-back. And you got players that regardless of how you feel about the Kyrie situation or not, like... One guy is playing all the time. Another guy is not playing all the time. So it's just kind of like it's things in the locker room and things. And we talk about chemistry and the way people start feelings. Like feelings matter. Like contrary to popular belief, like these guys are humans. Like they feel certain things. It, so it's it, just like, it ain't contrary to popular belief. We yeah, talking true. about three of the three of the guys in the league who people know. Yeah, that like you know, get a lot of attention e- and scrutiny. egos and stuff like that. And yeah. stuff. It 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 happens. So that's what I'm saying. Like the sub and say like, oh, like. James doesn't have a reason for maybe like, you know what, like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't know if I want to stay because it's just like he hasn't been put in the best situation of what he was promised. And then the Nets organization as well, I'm let you go. The Nets organization was responsible because like they kind of messed up the whole situation with the Kyrie Irving situation. If it was all about like this power structure or power struggle, it's just like they could have been just like paid the fines or whatever or let Kyrie play part-time and even let Kyrie play at home and pay the fines and stuff like that like and this situation probably wouldn't even have been happening because like now you got a guy that's playing part-time Kevin Durant's out you got James Harden who's feeling like yo I'm doing what I did in Houston it's a problem and it's like it's all these things that it's just like yo what the hell is going on but it's like the focus and attention has been on James Harden and I'm just kind of like confused because like he the only guy that's the past two years has been available most of the time out of the big three. So it's, it's very confusing to me. But, it, but even in that, it's still unclear. And the reason why I said, like I said, it would be one thing if it wasn't working. You can't control KD's health. You can't control whether or not Kai decides to get the vac- now, vaccine. Now, if all of them were playing together and they played a full 82-game regular season and it, they had, were at 500 or slightly above it, then I would think to myself, I'm James Harden, well, damn, maybe I do, should ask for a trade. But right now, like, this is such a rare moment, right? This is not a normal, like, request. This is not a normal, uh, you know, uh, free agent opportunity. You can make the case that right now we are witnessing the greatest team on paper that we've ever seen, ever seen. You well, got three, three guys. That, big three. Big three, or, or, big three. Or big most talented. Three, most talented big three ever. Most talented big three. Greatest big three ever that we've ever seen. And so to toss all that up for something that you might feel is a better situation. Are you sure? Because I'll tell you what, at some point, right, regardless of the team situation that you're in, when we look back on your, like, quote-unquote resume, all we're going to see is people running. All we're going to see is, like, you just changed teams. Regardless of why, you know what I'm saying, you request a trade here, you request a trade here, you request... That's what people are going to see. Yeah. And even though, and, and especially, too, when you don't have any rings just yet. Now, if you got rings and you want to leave, hey, I don't owe none to nobody. I got my jewelry. But if you, you know what I'm saying? If you ring chasing like, or, you know, switching teams in your prime, yeah, we're not talking, like, he ain't been in the league that's for a, 15, and that's 16 a, years but that's now. Another, but that's another thing. Like, it's just like a sense of urgency to James. It's not been a sense of urgency to everybody else around him in the Brooklyn Nets, it seems like. James Harden came to the, the Brooklyn Nets because he wants to win a ring and he wants to, like, to do it right now. James Harden knows, like, his NBA Life is not going to be forever. He knows that. That's the reason why he wanted to go to the Brooklyn Nets. So that's another reason why he's probably feeling like, yo, 
I'm playing hurt. I'm playing back to back. And you got guys that's healthy that's not playing. You got, are we missing Kevin Durant? We got an organization that's not doing right by Kyrie because they have a, a power struggle. It's a lot of things that's going on with this whole situation with the Brooklyn Nets and it can make you feel like, you know what? Shoot, let me go play with, with Joe and B. Let me go, let me go to Philly. I might as well take my chances of playing with, with Joe and B. Because this situation, as even though as great as we are on the court, it's a lot of things around this situation that just doesn't feel right to me. So I, you can't fault him for that. Not at all. But just I just want him or anyone to understand, like, all right, right now there might be frustration, but look at the reason for the frustration. Kevin Durant is injured, right? Kyrie, you know, with the whole vaccination situation, what do you think is about to be different if you go to Philly? Let's say, again, heaven forbid, knock on wood, Joel Embiid gets injured, right? Yeah, and, and he misses half the season. That's are you going to leave yeah. again? Are you going to leave again? It's yeah. like, I, like I said, I get it from like, all right, hey, I'm just trying to win wherever I got to go. But at the same time, understand why it's like that. You're not in a situation where the team is playing bad or your coach is straight up trash, okay? It's just sometimes you, you got bad luck. And that just happens. But don't go out and, and, and blame it on someone else when sometimes the world just happens to give you a, a poor deck of cards. Kevin Durant is injured, right? He's not playing poorly. He's not shooting terrible from the field. He's just Thanks. injured. That happens. Steve Nash, I, like, I, don't, I don't think he's the worst coach in the NBA. We've seen worse. There are worse coaches than Steve Nash in the NBA. Let me make that very clear. All right, yeah. so GMs. We have seen GMs that have done nothing in this league. Ones that are still GMs. And so I get it. You might want to be frustrated at everybody else, but just this is one of those situations where the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Of course. And even though you should always take advantage of your situation and just be like, hey, I'm, I'm on the road. I'm still James Harden, so I can go he wherever may, I want. He may feel you like the grass is greener wherever he's at. He may feel like the grass is greener wherever Why? he's at. Who, what, does he? All right. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm, saying he may feel like the grass we, is greener we, wherever we he's at. We can end it at that because I was getting ready to say, ah, <laughs> he, may feel, he, may feel, fine. <laughs> he may feel like the grass is greener wherever he's Why? at. Why? Why? What do you mean, why? He's James Harden. Okay, but he's, he's not James LeBron Harden. or Kevin. My, my point is, again, going back to that rings debate, this isn't a situation where he no, can I, feel like, all right, wherever I go, I win. That's not the case here. LeBron James has had that right. You feel me? Kevin that, that, Durant has that, had that, that right. LeBron has had that like, right. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm just being honest. I mean, people are going to say LeBron has had that okay, right. Okay, okay. But, 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 but either situation. way, either way, either, either way, though, the idea of like, all right, if I don't like where I'm at, I'm going to leave and I'm going to win. That's nothing too, right? Knowing that you're definitely going to win somewhere else, right? By LeBron leaving Miami, you, you know, he could probably say in his, in his heart, like, you know what? Love Miami, you think, yeah, but they're probably not going to beat me in the playoffs. James Harden leaving the Brooklyn Nets, let me tell you something. That you might lose to the team that you requested a trade from. You know how crazy yeah. that would look? That would look crazy. No, guys, I don't want. I don't think I want gotta, you guys. So I'm going to leave. You, and then you also got to. You guys also got to ask yourself for the Brooklyn Nets situation. If they feel like he's going to leave free agency, you might want to get something. You might want to get something Fair. for him. You're right. Because you're you feel like you're right. going to walk away for free. Because what happens if he James Harden walks away for free and he goes to sign with the Philadelphia Sixers and then the Philadelphia Sixers be like, oh, well, we could trade Ben Simmons somewhere else, or <laughs> we could keep him. And hopefully, you know, maybe Ben want to play now. <laughs> you, know, you never, you never know what you never know what could happen. Or you could trade Ben like for let's whoever somebody else could become available. You never know. Like they could, oh, you know, you could trade Ben Simmons for I don't know Brandon Ingram or something. Who who knows? Like you, you never know. So that's what I'm saying. Right. It's, it's it's a when you have so much like negative energy going around an organization, it's just kind of like you got to start thinking about a lot of things. It's, that's why it's, it gets scary. That's why the deadline is always exciting and always fun. But I can't even say it's like, okay, it's a negative situation because they're losing Dub. But I wouldn't say to go as far like it's a toxic situation. Like, they're just losing. Yeah, like, true. It's, it's like, I, I, me personally, I haven't heard losing creates, rumors. Losing creates toxic. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm saying, no, I'm saying like, you know, we've seen some yeah, toxic, true. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, to my knowledge, unless there's reports out there that say otherwise, yeah. I haven't heard anything where like guys don't like each other anymore. Right? I haven't heard anything where like there's beef among a certain player and the coaching staff. That is toxic. That is something that could ruin a franchise for years. But if yeah. you're just losing, especially if you're just losing and there's injuries, hey, you know, you, you weather the storm and you understand that in the back of your mind, even though things might not be, you know, what I want them to be, hey, the minute I get my guys back, are we active? We yeah. active. But if you had them on the court and Brad man over here shooting two for 15 and this dude ain't hit a shot in, in the last three quarters, then it's like, all right, hey, yeah. man, look, pick up the phone. But, hey, 
War of the Storm. But yeah, no one, no one's getting traded. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Should they um, stay or should they go? That's the facts. big question. We'll see. Facts. Um, but yeah, yeah, a couple of housekeeper items before we, we slide. Um, definitely, you know, five star rating on all podcasts. You already know the vibes. Um, like, comment, share, subscribe. Vibes. On all video and all YouTube um, videos. Much appreciated, y'all. Um, and we gone. We're going to see you next episode. Peace. <laughs>